0: Yes! We made it to Friday, thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Rebecca Dengrove, and this is Life in a Leo. Our interview today goes a little long, so I'm going to keep this brief. I spoke with a good friend of mine and old teammate, Erica Parrison, who is now coaching at a gym in Austin, Texas. Erica and I grew up together in Southern California and trained at Gymnastics Olympica under Fritz Ryder and Denise Perlman. We briefly discussed the Maccabi Games. Just for a little context, this is sort of like a Jewish Olympics. They hold smaller competitions in various parts of the world and have a big global event that takes place in Israel, I think every four years. When we did it, we, we competed in Los Angeles. Anyway, the event itself includes over 20 distinct types of sports, so it's kind of a big deal. So let's get into the show. I hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Rebecca Dengrove, and today on Life in a Leo, I have one of my great longtime friends, Erica Rubin, Harrison with me. And we grew up doing gymnastics together, but I want to dive into Erica's story a little bit. Welcome to the show. Hi, Rebecca.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah. Well, the first question I always like to start with is how did you get into the sport of gymnastics?
1: Um, I think my, my story is pretty common to many young girls <laughs> who end up in gymnastics is I was a really active, overactive kid. I wouldn't stop climbing on things. I would disappear. When my mom turned around, I would be running off climbing all the time. I would, you know, be swinging from the cabinets, climbing on top of the refrigerator. And basically, my parents kind of worried for my safety and um, (laughs) thought thought that I would, would like it. And, you know, they thought it was kind of like a little monkey. And I took my first gymnastics class at this little place where I grew up and instantly just fell in love and just wanted to go all the time, and my my family's pretty little. My dad is little. My mom is little, so it was kind of a, a perfect sport for me. I kind of just jumped right in and, you know, <laughs> just loved it from the very beginning.
0: Yep, you were built to be a gymnast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I guess so.
0: <laughs> so the gym that you started at, is that, I mean, we trained together at Gymnastics Olympica. Yes. Is that where you started?
1: No, I went to um, just this little uh, gym like in a strip mall called Chatsworth Gymnastics, which was the town I grew up with in the Valley in Los Angeles. Um, I don't even know it's, if it's still there anymore, but they just kind of offered um, little rec classes. And my parents really knew nothing about heavy training or actually making this a full-time thing. So that was kind of just where they put me. And they were kind of limited on how far they could progress me. And as I wanted to learn more and progress. The coach actually recommended we go seek a gym that had a competitive team, and that's when we switched over to Geo and Van Nuys. Loved it right away, made friends, and just kind of went from there. It, and it was just—I think it was really just about finding something location-wise close by, driving distance. Yep, for sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: And you stayed there all the way until you graduated, and then went off to college too, right?
1: I did. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a great club gym. I absolutely love it. I have the best memories from there. Um, had awesome coaches throughout and, you know, never really had any desire to leave. So it was, it was a, it was a wonderful place and I'll always have very special memories in my heart from there. Me too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some
0: of my best friends are still from there, today, <laughs> like you. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we just had so much fun, but you know, it was—we learned a lot too. It was a tough, competitive gym, but definitely, it was a good balance of like having fun and working hard. Right. Yeah. So
0: one of the things that. I think a lot of young athletes are trying to figure out or aspire to do is college gymnastics. And yes. we're a few years apart age-wise. I'm a bit older than mm-hmm. you. And so mm-hmm. I was already out of the gym when you had started looking at colleges. So what right. was your experience like when you were being recruited? And, and how did you put yourself out there to market yourself to these college coaches?
1: You know, it's funny because I started getting letters in high school. And I, but you know, this was back in the late 90s. And I didn't even really know how these people knew me or had heard of me. But I guess, you know, they come to Level 10 Nationals every year and I had been the last three years. So I was being looked at and I didn't even realize it. Then my, my sophomore year, I put a, a VHS tape dating myself once again. <laughs> but, um, I know it's funny. And I look at the quality now and I'm like, oh, my God, this is like horrendous. But anyway, <laughs> I put I put this um, VHS tape together, which I thought was very fancy at the time. Now, not so much. Um, and just sent it to, I would say, maybe 20 to 30 different schools that I thought I might be interested in that. You know, I thought I would like the academics of the school and also that the gymnastics would be at a level that I think would fit my level and just kind of sensed it all around and waited to hear back from people. I don't even remember if I followed up or anything, but people started scheduling visits to come out to l a to look at me and then you know the you know they offer the recruiting trips and that kind of thing so. But yeah, it was, I don't, it was so long ago. Oh my God, I'm so old, but I definitely made a VHS (laughs) tape. And I think, you know, making it to level 10 nationals three years in a row, you know, you, you, you're getting looked at. Right.
0: So where did you end up?
1: So I went to um, University of Michigan. My parents were both alumni. Um, I was really torn between Stanford and Michigan and, and ended up choosing Michigan at the end. um, I thought it was a really good balance of academics and athletics. Um, it's a really awesome division one, big 10 team. I thought that, you know, just being an athlete at that kind of a school would be great. Wasn't so sure about the weather coming from California, but <laughs> I lived. Yep, <laughs> and it was yep. a great experience. Yeah. Cool.
0: Well, so I want to talk more about your experience before college now. One of the okay. things that I think is super unique that we experienced together was I I'm totally going to date us here. So I think it was maybe 1993 that we competed together in the Maccabi games in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I know you, your mom actually was very involved with making that happen. Do you want to talk a little bit about, I think that's just a unique experience in general. So maybe you can share what that was like and, and what it is and, and how you and your mom got involved.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't really remember how she got involved. Um, I think she, it was going to be in Los Angeles that year. So I think it was something she was kind of just heard about and was interested in and thought it might be kind of a cool experience for us to be a part of. And we ended up hosting it at our gym, um, hosting the event, hosting the competition and we had a, a few girls from our team participate and it was very cool. It was like a kind of like a mini Olympic type feeling. There was a whole marching ceremony and opening ceremonies and, you know, we got, you know, these ups and t-shirts and we were all part of like team Los Angeles with different cities around the country being represented. It, I thought it was a great experience. We got to host it in our gym and it was it was very cool and just kind of a different kind of event to be a part of. And I loved it. And I lo- and that's kind of how we became close, Rebecca, like through that experience, which I thought was really fun.
0: Yeah, totally. That was, well, I had yeah. been out of the sport for about a year with an injury and I had just gotten back and got to a point where I was ready to start competing again. And so when I came back, I was back at GEO and I was healthy. And so, yeah, I got to be part of the team and that was my my first meet back, I think after like two years of not competing or something insane like that. So Right. right. Yeah. 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 That was fun. That was fun. And it was a fun experience
1: and just just a really cool cool thing to be a part of. I thought.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I remember part of one of the things that was so unique, I think because we were so young at that time too, we hadn't competed against a lot of girls from other states. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like there was a team from Seattle, maybe, and maybe another Midwest team. And Uh just one of the things that stands out to me is like us all having a conversation about the different way we refer to soda. And like, Like they were like, no, it's pop. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, my mom's from Michigan, Mm -hmm. so I would, you know, I knew that there were different versions, but (laughs) yeah. i'll I'll call it soda and i'm sticking to it
0: (laughs) (laughs) right the things kids talk about when you're like 12 years old (laughs) i know yeah
1: very fun very always always fun meeting people from all around the country and getting to experience these these things that are super unique to to gymnastics and that you know normal i call it normal but that regular uh teenagers don't really ever get to experience. So that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, for sure.
0: And now you are currently living in Texas. You're coaching gymnastics. So when you look at the I sport am, yes. from that perspective and you reflect back on like your experiences, do you think that there's anything that was really unique about our experience at GEO? Or do you think that from like a big picture perspective, all these gyms are, there's a lot of similarities between The philosophies and how kids interact in the sport
1: it's hard (laughs) to say what every single club is like the gym i'm coaching at is very similar to the one we grew up in the gym i'm at is more geared toward building college athletes and really good level 10s possibly elite but more you know understanding that that's the route and those are the goals at this particular gym. So it's been really fun because it's it's similar to
0: the atmosphere I grew up in. Oh, that's awesome. Do you lean on your experiences as a gymnast when you coach? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's funny because, you know, they look at me like I'm this authority adult figure now, and I'm like, I don't feel like I am. Like, I feel like I'm <laughs> it's very strange, you know. just remembering that I'm not one of the kids, Um, (laughs) but (laughs) Uh um, it's funny because I find myself back in their shoes so often and I'm able to reference my experience, not just competing as a gymnast physically and, and, you know, learning the different techniques, but also the mental strength and and fortitude it takes to succeed is super challenging. And I think because I can relate to the fear and things that they go through and the stress and that I'm able to kind of tap into those emotions. And I think it helps them feel better and understand, like they're being understood. They still have to go through their own things. And it's hard. It's really hard as a coach because every kid is so different. Um, as far as their strengths and weaknesses and th- things they struggle with. So learning what makes each person do their best is a unique challenge being a coach now versus being an athlete. So that's been a big learning experience, but I definitely, definitely tap into what helped me as a gymnast, what made me succeed, the things I wish I had you know, gotten from my coaches or the things that worked for me. I try all those things because I can absolutely relate to them you know i feel I feel like I'm still one of them in in a certain sense,
0: yep, yep, and how do you feel like the sports evolved since you were a gymnast?
1: Oh my God, it is so much harder. I mean, I just watched <laughs> the the classic this weekend, and it's like unbelievable these girls what they're doing now. I mean this we I mean, we don't even need to talk about Simone Biles, but everyone knows. <laughs> I don't even know where she came from, or she's just like, unbelievable. But, you know, like some of these things they're doing is they were so basically considered impossible when we were gym, gymnasts. And the fact that they're so commonplace now, it's like, I wouldn't say commonplace, but that they're being done is um, unbelievable. But not speaking to the elite level, I think the JO program is still pretty similar to when I was a gymnast. So that's been kind of an easy um, thing to get back into because not much has changed mm-hmm. since I was competing. So as far as coaching in the JO program, it's been, it kind of comes, comes back naturally. But yeah, of course, I mean, it's, it's, way, it's, it's much harder at the elite level. Um, but, you know, my focus as a coach is to kind of help these girls succeed in J.O. And, and that's been that's been pretty um, easy and similar to to get back into coaching.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, well, one of the questions I always like to ask is, do you have a lucky Leo or a leotard that was sort of a favorite or something that was most memorable to you when you were a gymnast?
1: Well, luckily, growing up with you in the gym. Rebecca's mom's, Leo's were plentiful in the <laughs> in the uh, store at the gym, so we had lots of beautiful options to choose from. I can't really remember if I had a lucky Leo. You know, in the '90s there was a lot of crushed velvet and hideous things happening. <laughs> but and I do remember. I have. I remember very well these like awful leotards that our coach designed for competition one season and they were like these horrible sparkly purple and gold like I can't even oh my gosh they were horrible my mom made
0: those I remember those (laughs) (laughs) your mom made those do you remember yeah yeah they were purple and gold and I think Fritz's thought was like This was before everybody was wearing rhinestones and everything was majorly blinged out. And so.
1: There was no bling when we we were, there was no bling when we were gymnasts. I mean, it was all like crushed velvet and like glitter kind of.
0: Yeah. So my mom had this like crazy glitter fabric. And I think Fritz thought that if you like made the leotards so glitzy that it would distract the judges from any faults you were making, which is so funny because like Fritz totally knows better than that. But, <laughs> but we,
1: looked, we seriously looked like clowns. Like it was really bad. I guess you had when you have like a an old Austrian coach <laughs> but I think he was he, he was onto the bling trend before it was a bling trend. He was like, you know, let's blind them with sparkliness, and now there's actually crystals and stuff, but this was before crystals, so we made do with yeah. what we had, <laughs> cool. but
0: that's okay. <laughs> well, and you weren't the only ones with, like, crazy leotards. Like, my mom, I remember my mom did this one leotard for another gym in Southern California that we referred to as, like, a spacesuit. Like, it was literally, like, this silver metallic mm-hmm. leotard. mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: And, yeah. and, now,
1: and now that everyone has the beautiful crystals and the bling, which, you know, they want want to sparkle, but they look actually look nice. To them.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> That's so funny. And I have funny memories of, of that leotard, but <laughs> I don't know. We had, you know, we had not one that I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to get a scale. I'm going to wear that leotard. But, I, you know, I know as a coach, I have some of those girls, too. Some of my girls come in and say, "Where are you my lucky Leo today? I'm going to get that so." Um, I was never superstitious, really, like some gymnasts are, but you know I know it, I definitely know it's a thing, but I didn't really, I didn't really have it as a thing.: <laughs> uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. <laughs> Now, what was your favorite event as a gymnast?
1: Um, well, still are. Uh, bars and floor, and that's pretty much what I am coaching all my optionals in right now. Uh, I have a, our head coach does vault and beam and I coach bars and floor. Um, and what was
0: your favorite skill on those events?
1: Um, favorite skill. I don't know. I lo- I just loved, bar. I loved everything on bars. I, I had a, um, full twisting front giant into my Jaeger, which I love doing double front with a half. It was always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, he daily twirl. I still love those. Those are super fun. Just turning around on one arm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I just I love swinging. I love I loved bars, and it's funny because I feel like that is the event my girls struggle on the most. It's so hard to get. It's just a totally different muscle group, and the tricks are harder to to learn the technique. And you know, the U.S. I think just always it's been the weakest, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's just kind of a trend that. It's just always been the hardest event, and it's definitely the same in my club now. And floor, I just, I love, I was always a dancer, and I I absolutely love dancing, and more so than the tumbling. Uh, that's kind of where my floor routine differed from other people, was I, I really just loved the dance aspect of it. And it's been really fun now coaching, because I've been, you know, this year I started choreographing, Floor routines. and that's been super fun and kind of allows me to use my dance background a little bit and making these girls floor routines. and that's been really fun and everyone's really loving them. So that's been really, really fun addition to, to my coaching is that I get to choreograph floor routines now. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I can't wait to compete them and see how the judges like them and that's been a, a really fun aspect
0: yeah that's cool that's so funny because I just always remember you being so confident on beam also and just like such a strong beam worker I mean I guess you were just like I mean you were a great all-around gymnast but um and I remember bars for sure like you were phenomenal on bars but it's funny that um beam didn't stand out to you because I just remember you being great on beam also (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my favorite I have
1: to say um and I always got super nervous competing I know this is like so not unique at all but I always got super nervous competing on beam like even when I wasn't nervous you know how sometimes just your ankles start to shake and yeah. you're just like why am I shaking stop shaking you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was always a struggle for me to compete beam because mm. of I would just get so shaky without like I would my brain would not even be nervous but then for some reason like your body starts shaking and I just really struggled calming down in competition on beam so it was never really my favorite even though like practicing on beam was fine um but just the nerves and competition for beam makes you know it was it was always kind of a struggle to to get over but bars bars and floor were always my absolute favorite and you know, vault, vault is Vault. I mean, it was fine, but... <laughs> right, right. I don't think it's anyone's favorite, is it? I don't know, maybe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did Floor and Vault, so Vault has always sort of been one of my more favorite events.
1: Yeah, okay. All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> so what are... Like, what is your most memorable moment from when you were still a gymnast?
1: Um, Most memorable moment was... Probably qualifying for level 10 nationals my first year because it was so unexpected. Like it was my first year of level 10 and I was like 13 years old and I, my coach had kind of prepped me to make sure that my expectations weren't <laughs> too high, that, you know, I had had a great season and this was like the last meet of the year and not to be disappointed if I didn't qualify for nationals because, you know, first year level 10 is always kind of a learning year, I'd say. Yeah. So, but, you know, then the competitive nature came out of me and I ended up always having like my best meet of the year at regionals. Maybe it was just because I wanted to make nationals so badly. I would just really do my best at regionals every year. But when I made it that first year, it was like such a shock and like such an unexpected accomplishment that, I remember being like over the moon and just so excited. And, you know, you get the region one leotard and you get to be on a team with all these different, with uh, six other girls and represent your region. And yeah. And that whole experience getting to go to level 10 nationals, which I was not expecting to happen at all, was just very cool, memorable experience. So I'll always remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, well, and obviously of course, getting a, a scholarship offer to Michigan was equally exciting.
0: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Not too many people get
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that was amazing. And it was a really a culmination of many years of hard work and, you know, one of my dream schools. So it was it was pretty amazing to yeah. have accomplished. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. We're getting close to the end. So I have a couple more questions for you. Do you have any advice that you'd like to share with young up and coming athletes.
1: Oh my gosh. I have so much advice. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, I went through the gamut of this whole sport. You know, I I was was trying to make elite. I made it all the way to elite. I ended up mostly competing level ten. But you know, I I understand so much the love and determination and all the blood, sweat, and tears that go into your training and how wrapped up in In this sport it really becomes part of your identity Um, and I I get kind of emotional about it because it was it's like it's your whole life your whole identity for so many years that it's it's just always a part of you and like being back in the gym now it, it feels normal like it feels like I never left it feels like I'm in my happy place my comfort zone but you know, you know, stuff happens and it's going to be over one day and you don't think that it will be, but you know, like I just, I really encourage young athletes to love it, get all the positive things you can from it, but just to not let it totally envelop who you are as you know, it it doesn't, it doesn't identify you. You're more than the sport. And, um, you know, when it when it comes to an end, I I hope everyone can look back on it with a positive, with a positive viewpoint and a you know wonderful experience like I had, rather than not knowing what else there that it is about them that makes them themselves. I think I struggled after it was over to kind of deal with that. You know, when it's over, it's kind of now what. You know, what right. do I am I? Do. And I hope that young gymnasts kind of remember that it's it's a sport. You love it, but it's it's not totally defining you. Enjoy enjoy it for the time that it lasts. It's very short. Get the most out of it you can in the years that you're able to do it. Take care of your body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the time I was done with college, you know that you know my whole team had had multiple surgeries and that's just kind of, kind of part of the sport. Um, but, you know, stay healthy and, and um, try to keep a good balance in your life and a good perspective and good people around you. And, and there's, there's more to life than gymnastics, but get, the, get the most out of it that you can while it's in your life. That, that would be my advice.
0: Awesome. And, Uh, This question, I'm going to change up a little bit. I want to ask, being a Californian now living in Texas, what is your favorite thing to do in Texas? Uh,
1: My favorite thing to do in Texas? Well, I'm living in Austin, which I don't know if people have been here, but it is an awesome town in Texas. Um, We live right by the golf course, and we live right by Lake Travis, and getting out on the lake. Um, enjoying all the awesome outdoorsy things that Austin has to offer is definitely my favorite thing to do here. Playing golf. I've taken up golf with my husband and I'm getting pretty good. I got my first birdie <laughs> day and that's been really fun. You know, uh, you know, once you're, once you're a gymnast, you can kind of pick up lots of different sports. Golf is not the most natural of being a gymnast because you try to muscle everything, but you have to kind of learn to relax and, you know that's definitely good for us gymnasts to have to learn to relax um, <laughs> you know, we love playing golf and we love going out on the lake um there's awesome live music here so we love going to concerts and stuff like that but definitely outdoorsy people i you know love the sunshine and being outside as much as as much as we can enjoying the beautiful weather here oh that's great you know great. that's the girl in me i love love the sunshine so being in texas is Feels, feels natural. Feels good.
0: (laughs) Now i need to come visit you. (laughs) Definitely. Anytime. (laughs) And the last question I have for you is what does life in a Leo mean to you?
1: Life in a Leo is pretty self-explanatory. I mean, like I said earlier, it's totally, it's kind of a perfect phrase for being a gymnast because you spend your whole life in a and in, in a leotard and chalky and <laughs> I, still, I still spend my life covered in chalk all day long as a coach and um it just feels normal to me and you know it's not just when you're in a leo that defines you as a gymnast like I will always consider myself a gymnast even having been out of the sport for 15 years now like I still feel like I am a gymnast and um being in a Leo affects you as a person, not only when you're active in the sport, but when you're done with it. And um, it really, it really defines you as a person, um, having had that experience with all the training and it becomes part, it becomes your life. And yeah, I mean, I think I'll always live my life in a Leo. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> it'll always be part of you. Yeah, that's for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But this was awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Erica. I'm glad I got to. Thanks for having me. This was really fun. That was great. It was so much fun to catch up with Erica. It's amazing the influence gymnastics has on our lives, but I really love how Erica talks about not letting it be the sole definition of who you are. I think this is really important when it comes to retiring from the sport and being able to get the closure you need. I know it was something I struggled with, but have figured out over time. In other news, this weekend is the USA National Championships, Taking place in Boston, Massachusetts. The women's competition starts today, and I'm super excited. If you watch carefully, you might even see a handful of athletes competing in Rebecca's Mom Leotards, and Marzetta Fraser has been wearing the UCLA warm-up Leos for all her training practices, and it's been really fun to see that. It'll be exciting to see what she actually ends up competing in, so we don't know yet. Good luck to all the athletes out there. We hope you have a great competition and everyone hits all the routines. With that, I'm gonna let you guys go and enjoy the weekend. And of course, don't forget to point your toes.